All right, guys, you've heard us talk about DraftKings, the leader in daily fantasy sports and how payday can come every day by entering their contests with huge cash prizes up for grabs. Making a line up on DraftKings adds excitement to every night and is simple to do. Draft your lineup and feel the sweat like never before. Every moment means more with the DraftKings lineup on the line. This week, for all the Hockey Podcast listeners, we have a fuck. Draft your lineup and feel the sweat like never before. Every moment means more with a DraftKings lineup on the line. I'm going to throw it over to Elijah for a Hockey Podcast Network event. You take it away. Hell to the yeah, dude. We've got a THPN exclusive event happening this Saturday. So I've set it up all myself. I've gone full event coordinator on this bullshit. And I've set up a VIP private contest on DraftKings. It's going to be an NHL classic lineup happening Saturday, starting at four. And basically, there's going to be a ton of hosts and a few listeners involved in this as well. There's going to be a $15 entry. And if you want to get involved, you're going to have to message me on any kind of service that you message me through, whether it's Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, anything you're listening through, real life, smack me in the face and say you went in on the contest. Huge prizes are going to be happening, and we're going to be running a live stream the entire day as well at certain points. And so there's going to be endless entertainment. You're going to be, I'm going to ridicule, ridicule your lineup up and down as the night goes on and as you score five points. So... If you're looking to get onto DraftKings and you're looking for a bit more of an entertaining start into it, this is how I'm going to do it for you. So now that you got it all under control and you've got an idea, go ahead and download the DraftKings app if you haven't already done so. Sign up using the promo code THPN. If you are new, new users get a free entry with their first deposit, and that's code THPN to have that happen for you. Minimum $5 deposit required. Eligibility restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com for details. Oh, harder, baby. What's up, everybody? It's episode 21 of Sticker Ring Podcast, and I got a little pep in my step today. Not because y'all just got hypeless about our DraftKings event we got going on, but because I got my my second testicle in here with me, my boy, Josh Gertzen. We're in the sack together once again. How are you, sir? Oh, baby, we're living, baby. How did it feel uh, not having your your anchor on last episode? We uh, officially have a replacement for you. It's Jordan Campbell. I don't know, yeah, dude. Did you guys bring him on? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, dude. Good luck in consistency from that guy. Holy fuck. Seriously, dude. Yeah. <laughs> big disappointment with that guy. That was. He's tough. just gonna keep bringing up Bowen Byram. It's okay. Yeah. Every I don't time. think he, I don't think he brought him up once. Actually. That's good. That's good. Yeah. Yeah. New all time um, high. But yeah, boys, I'm doing well. I I took six days off from work and this, and it was it was nice to just see good old Michelle Gertzen. Uh, came to town. Really nice. Basically, went to Ikea three times in six days. That was fucking ridiculous. Um, but we're here, and I, I'm, it's good to be back with the boys. Hell yeah, dude. Uh, Raph, we also got the third musketeer in here. I guess, are you the penis of the appendage? Is that what you think you are? He's the I big think so. <laughs> like to think, I like to think I'm the head of this operation. I'll let you decide which head. but Maybe the bush. Maybe you're the bush. No, it's de- you definitely have that. Well, kind that of like title. a late... A late You're definitely the least crude out of the three of us. <laughs> if stick and rink was a organism, like the bush came later on in existence. 
the bush wasn't like right out of conception, you know, or like right in the infancy of the project. Yeah, it came shortly after puberty. Exactly. Yes, and that's where you came along. Like for the best years, like you came, you came in just in time for the good stuff. But you are the bush. I don't think I'm the bush. You could you could be the penis, but we'll make you the bush as well. I think I'm the brain. No, I'm <laughs> no, I'm 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 the bush because I protect I protect the dick and the balls from STIs and stuff. Oh yeah, you're catching you crabs. That's why they're not making it. I'll take. Yeah, one. what the fuck? I take one. <laughs> team. Hell yeah, dude! <laughs> I love that. I love having the bush around me. There you uh, go. Raph, how you doing, buddy? Good. Tired. Uh-oh. Yeah, that's I got. Yeah, that's all I got today. I'm exhausted. I've been drinking a cup of coffee since we started recording with Bake, and it's just not doing anything for me right now. Damn. So the moment Damn, we dude. hit end recording and I finish downloading this episode, I'm just gonna full force smack my bed. Yeah. <laughs> and just and just wake up when it's daylight. I, I got actually... blackout curtains the other day, dude. That's sick. But the only problem is they'll just keep sleeping now. Yeah. That's so, tough. That those are good if you get if you go to bed with eight and a half hours time, yeah, before you have to wake up. But apparently, it improves like the quality of your sleep, not seeing any light. So, or I not having any light, like yeah, just through your blinds. That would be sick. Yeah. Uh, so, so Ralph alluded to it. Uh, we've got Bick Nazar coming on the show later on. We've got a good long. I think it's like an hour long interview. We did goats and wokes with a guest for the first time. So, put yourself on notice right there uh kind of like slip tuck the little chub you're getting because you're hyped on that idea a little something fresh coming from the boys um but before we get to that we're gonna catch up with us we're gonna do it and the first thing i'm gonna say is boys my golf drive is fucking here this season dude like i am bombing balls right now can we just can't stop can we just already skip to the end of the season where we just have a hard cut of Elijah saying that and then every single fucking club he throws and every single <laughs> drive he slices? <laughs> well, it, here's here's the thing with Elijah and it and I've seen his golf swing and it's it's beautiful. It's just like a big Thank thick you, tuna winding up. Like it's like a David Ortiz just going for the grand slam walk off every time. And it's amazing. It's actually really crazy to watch. The one weird fucking thing that Elijah does is he'll drive it. And instead of hitting 300 yards down the middle, it'll still go straight, but it'll just go 300 yards up in the air. Like it's like a major league pop fly. It's yeah. And it'll only go like 150 yards. I'm like, dude, like, what are you doing? So Elijah, I'm curious now, like, have you adjusted the T height? Like what's changed? Like, dude, so I want to hear you say it. I want, so let me break this down. What have you done? What have you done? Like all y'all can jump in my motherfucking golf masterclass that I'm about to do for you here, free of charge. So I'm lining up the ball, and one of the things I've I always I always tinker with is like foot position and just hand position before a swing. Yeah. And so I was always taught through my very trusty YouTube videos have gotten me so far in golf so far that like the way you line up your feet, obviously foot front like forefoot a little bit in front of the ball. And then it's it's less about where your your feet are in relation to like front or back of the ball, and it's more for me about my my back foot now is a bit behind my front foot, so I'm almost setting myself up for a draw because a lot of the problems that I'm having are with my drives as I slice. Like I can't get the club head, or I can't whatever the science is behind it. I am slicing the ball way too often, mm-hmm. and so now what I've set myself up, my body, I'm pretty much forcing myself into like a, a draw setup where the back leg is well behind the, the front foot in terms of like uh like toes lining up yeah 
And so now when I hit it, I guess like my fucked up body is compensating for it now and it's going straight. Like I'm bombing at 250 every time. Holy shit. I'm, and I'm like, the sound it's making too, it like rattles my eardrum and I just get, so I, get oh, I do a little happy dance every time. Dude, the, the one thing I will say, and don't get me wrong, like I love watching my friends have a meltdown at the driving <laughs> range or on the course. But yeah. one thing that I love even more is when the golf swings are actually all nice. Like I, I'll like I remember this one time in the summer, Elijah. I don't think you were there, but it was me, a <laughs> couple of a couple, shocker. Yeah, I know. That's why they were all nice. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> a, a couple, uh, a couple more of our buddies, um, and we were playing at Northview, and the, I think at that round, that was one point where every shot that every single person took was like a good swing. Like we were all playing like a really good round to the point where we could actually start being competitive to the point where it's like, Oh, you did like nice chip, but watch this. And like, you would get it even tighter or like you'd sink a putt. Like it was like, it's actually like big time golf, like to the point where it's not, it's not where like one person's just like dragging their bag, like wandering in the back, like hating his life. Like everyone was fired up for their, for their next shot. Like that's the one like place I'd like to get to more than once. Is where all the boys you have a four you have a four guy golf round, and all the swings are buzzing. Like boys are hitting yeah. bombs down the middle, and it's like you can actually truly be competitive. Like it's yeah. unreal. That's what I want. So Elijah, I'm actually happy for you. I'm excited. Fuck yeah! I think we're gonna get some newcomers to the sport in our friend group this year too. Mm-hmm. Like I know Raf. Raf, have you been? Are you still considering golf? Yeah, he is. Yeah, I just <laughs> need to. I just need to fucking play more golf and stop taking tips from Elijah. <laughs> I've got, every, I've got some of the best tips in that you have available to you. The only problem is I've got about like 150 of them. You remember so when like, you and I like, because I think you when you first started getting into golf, I was probably like maybe like a year, maybe like two years behind you or something like that. And I remember that you and I would go to the driving range and you would just like constantly give me tips about how to fix my drive, how to fix my hit and everything like that. And I just remember like whatever I started doing, it just wouldn't feel comfortable for me. Yeah. So be like, and then it just like it just impact my swing, and my swing will get worse. Uh, so yeah, after a point, I think I just kind of like stopped listening. I'm like, fuck this guy. Yeah. And uh, yeah, I went to the driving range with Josh one time, and it wasn't actually that bad. There you go. Yeah. There you go. Jo- Josh gave me some good tips. <laughs> like the, 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 how quickly you could build a base. The, oh yeah, there you go. The thing with me is when people give me too much tips, like it it doesn't help me. Like I'm with like, well, that fucks you up even more. Like if I'm hitting the ball right. And like it feels good, and they're like, okay, like that's awesome. Now just maybe change this one little thing. It's not gonna alter your swing, but it just like helps with like your hands or like your weights or like just standing a little bit further back from the ball. Like that's stuff that I can live with. It's yeah. More, it's more so like when my golf swing is bad and I know it's bad, and yet people still try and give me tips. I'm like, dude, like no matter what you say, it is still gonna be shit. Like I know yeah. what I'm doing. It's just not happening right now. I'm just having a bad day. Like, that's, that's the one thing that I see. That's the one thing with golf too that I found was that I played best after like a beer or two beers when I wasn't overthinking what I was doing. And when people constantly give me tips or they constantly give me advice, then it's like I'm focusing it too much on what I'm trying more. to do. It makes you think too much about it. And then suddenly this becomes like you're not doing what you would naturally do and you're not doing what naturally naturally feels like because you're trying to constantly change and constantly trying to improve and therefore you're looking you're thinking too much about your game and then you start playing poorly you know what i mean and then it just snowballs yeah. 
Dude, I, I don't even need I don't even need an outside source. Like even if I'm golfing alone, if I like start getting in my own head, holy fuck, dude, it is a sharp hill down. Yeah. Like, yeah. And, and that's that, one of the things I actually think <clears throat> I've dabbled in the world of meditation a little bit and just like and and like controlled breathing and all that stuff. And one of the things I always think about when I want to get back into it is, dude, if I can just get this down for golf, like if I can get to like a point of serenity now where I'm on like in the middle of the fairway and not and like call myself a fat fuck. I shouldn't play golf. I can actually get out of that headspace again. That's what I'm aiming for. Like, I think that'd be golden. Yeah. Yeah. Like I think, and this is going to sound like really crazy, but like when I was starting to do well, like kind of midway through the season, like the biggest thing that I find is actually like just trusting your shot and just trusting that, you know what you're doing. Yeah. And, you know, like, even if you're like, oh, shit, like, this is a risky shot. Like, should I do it? Like, just just go for it. Like, just trust that you're going to hit the shot right. Because if you overthink it in the moment, like, when you're winding up and you're just like, that's, like, when it gets bad. So, yeah, like, I, I think it's just just go with your gut and just trust that you can you can make a shot. You've done it multiple times. Like, just just do it. Like, it's fine. If you whiff on a big deal. You know? Yeah. It's more so, like, when you, it's the snowball effect, like Elijah said. Like, if you have, like, four bad mm-hmm. holes in a row – like that, that for me, like, I remember Bailey, he gave me my score in the last, like, this was maybe a couple of years ago. He would get, he gave me the score of my first four holes in the last, like four rounds that we played. And like, it consisted of like six, six, eight, like seven, like, like scores yeah. on like par fours. And for me, like, I need to get off to a good start. I don't need to hit pars or birdies but like i just need to just hit bogeys like if i can play bogey golf in the first three holes i'm fine it's like you just need that good start that's the biggest thing yeah okay well enough of the flat sticks let's get to the ice real quick yeah so we are a hockey podcast we got a hockey guest coming on later but we actually talked a ton of not hockey with Bix, so we're going to jump into this right now we've got a moment right now where I guess the Canucks might not be fully back yet. We declared this last episode that they were fully back. Josh wasn't here, but they were back. I might have to walk back on that now because they lost again. It's a tough, tough look. But so maybe my first question to Josh and to Raffle too, in this moment, because it went to overtime, we lost overtime within 23 seconds. That was awful. Did, did, did the Canucks lose a point or did they win a point last night? Uh I, I, they lost one. I'm sorry to say, like it. I agree. Don't worry. And, and you know what? Like negative. It was. It was one of those games, though, man. Like, Van, Vancouver outplayed Calgary, and they outplayed them in the in the previous game. Like we saw the shots. Like, like the not this most previous game, but the like the the game two games ago technically. Like Vancouver shooting everything in net on net. Like it was literally like me and Elijah playing NHL. And I'm just trying to get pucks on net and get a shitty rebound, get a shitty goal. And, and it worked. Um, and in this, like, it's just a bullshit mistake. Like, Nate Schmidt tries to go up the middle. He hits the goalie. It goes in the net. And, like, you're, the wind in your sails is gone instantly. Yeah. Just gone. Yeah. Because up until that point, I, I would say Vancouver was outplaying them. Their forecheck was unreal. They were buzzing in the offensive zone. Um, there were a couple defensive lapses. But overall like vancouver was better was a better team so they they lost maybe yeah i i wouldn't say they won a point there i think it was just a shitty mistake and 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 they lost 
So it's tough though, because I mean, <clears throat> when you break it down as simply as you possibly can, they were 30 some seconds away from getting zero points. True. And then, uh, then a big goal by Brock Besser. I mean, it kind of makes the penalty to Quinn Hughes seem even more glaring. But in the moment, you're thinking, well, we're playing with house money at this point. I mean, I, I think they I think they lost the point because they allowed Calgary to get back in that game. Yeah, yeah. this is true. Um, you know, like that was that's Vancouver's game to lose. I, yeah. I think I think at the point that we are in the season right now and the amount of games that we've lost and the amount of games that we've won, like anytime when we don't win a game where we're losing points, whether right. it's a tie or whether it's a loss, like yeah, because Calgary, like, and I agree with Raph. Like, even if you know Vancouver, like, somehow manages to get back into the season, dude, like Calgary is one of those teams you're going to be fighting for. So that point that means a lot, you know. Yeah, like, it does. I was thinking about this the other day, and you know what? Fine, if we're going to get shit kicked by Montreal and Toronto, so be it. But when we're playing Edmonton, Calgary, and Winnipeg, those are the those are the must wins. Yeah. Um, you know, we're not really starting to see the, the rivalries come out yet because right now, like there is still a little bit of ways to go in the season, but you know, wait until we're in the latter half of the year. And that's when like the battle of Alberta, you know, the Vancouver Calgary rival rivalry, Vancouver Edmonton rivalry. That's when we'll start to see this stuff. Like right now, I feel like teams are being very conservative because they don't want to take penalties. They don't want to be chippy because, it's still early. Like, why are we create creating this shit now? Risking suspension, all that stuff. You know, like Vancouver, they're fighting for their lives, so they can't afford to take stupid penalties and shit. The shitty thing too is that, like, the further we get into the season, if we say let's start, if we say that we start making a comeback and start gaining more points, like game in and game out, then these like over these like these overtime games that we've been having, these losses that we've been having, they're just going to weigh, weigh us down that much more because it's like, yeah, we're getting more points, but then we're going to look back on all these games that we've played where we didn't win when we should have won. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, it's going to yeah. be one of those situations where you look back on it and you're like, oh, fuck, like we should have won that. We had that game and now it's going to prevent us from totally progressing in the season, you know? Yeah. So that's a very smart point. Um, I, I'll bring <clears throat> a bit of a positive note here is that in the last four games, the Canucks have outplayed their opponent. And that was something that, that we were not seeing for about nine games in a row. Where And so we're at this point now where I would say out of those four games, three of them, were, we grossly outplayed the other team. Like, mm -hmm. I would say two for Calgary and the first two for Calgary and then the one against Toronto as well. Like, just it, it was for a lot of games, it's bad bounces and it's bad luck. Those things tend to even out. I hope they even out when we're still playing this good because I love the way this team is playing, yeah. aside from a, a small couple mistakes that are unforced and just it honestly, it it's so similar to a guy double faulting in a grand slam. Like mm -hmm. I mean, kind of kind of topical because the Australian Open happening right now. But it's the exact same. Like that's the last thing you expect in that moment. Like you've gotten this far, you've gotten the lead. It's now a hockey game, it's a tie game, and you do that. Like yeah. you know, it's just something it's 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 just one of those misplays of the month kind of thing. Yeah, and and I agree. Like the one thing I will say is, since I've had all this time off work and everything, I've been able to watch these games, and you know, I finally know what it feels like to be on the other side of what other teams were dealing with playing Jacob Markstrom. Like he's fucking unreal right now. Like he's just yeah. a good goaltender, and you know, the more games we lose to that fucking team in, in Alberta, like the worse it looks on us because we're 
like we're struggling to put the puck in the net. Like that's the bottom line here. Like it's not, you know, we're outplaying them, but are we running into hot goaltenders? Yeah, I would say so because I think the offense is actually doing really well. I mean, the power play, which we'll talk about um, with Bick is obviously struggling for sure. Um, but on five on five play, like I- I'm liking what I'm seeing. Like, I mean, yeah, the goaltenders are kind of hit and miss right now. There's a couple defensive breakdowns, like, like Elijah, you're saying just a couple just m- missed plays or like small errors, but we're just, I don't know. I just, I feel like we just can't put, put the puck in the net to save our lives right now. Yeah. And we're getting the chances like we are. It's just, <clears throat> like you're saying bad bounces and just, yeah, just hot goaltenders. Yeah. Okay. That, that is, that is a very good point. And what I will say to that is let's, let's end it with a bit more positivity. So we got one more game against Calgary. <clears throat> it's pretty much fate that, you know, we've put in the work, we've outplayed them in two of the three games. At least we deserve this next win. We'll just give the team the next win tomorrow. They're going to win tomorrow. I'll bet on it. And then we go and we play Winnipeg in a two game series real quick. And the best part about that is we are, we are Winnipeg's daddy. Like we showed it in the first one, they 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 are to us what we are to Montreal. Like we are basically just like, hey hey daddy, I'm ready for another spanking. Like that's pretty much what Winnipeg and Vancouver is. So that's another two wins. We roll into Edmonton on three in a row. Not bad at all. And, and you know what? I I don't mind this to be honest. I feel like the Canucks right now could get on a decent roll. You know, it, Calgary sure split the games in Winnipeg, but we need to beat Edmonton. I just, I don't know. We, if I feel like we're good enough to shut down their top guns, I, I really believe that. Um, yeah. And yeah, I, I don't know. I've always liked the way that Calgary's played Edmonton and Winnipeg. So I think it's mm-hmm. going to be a very like run and gun type of series coming up here. Hell yeah. Okay. On that note, let's finish off the Canucks talk by jumping into the Bick Nazar interview. Thank you to our boy, Bick Nazar. Always coming in clutch. Always just riding like one of the few guests we have that's like, hey, man, we're going to do it late. He's like, no problem. Hey, man, Josh is going to be late. No problem. Hey, man, you want to do goats and boats? Fuck yeah. That's the kind of guy Bick is. So we hope you enjoy this interview brought to you by DraftKings. Here we go. All right, everyone. Big guest here. It's showtime, baby. And we've got one of Vancouver's truest, one of Vancouver's most known. I've gave other people the king status before, but maybe I'll give you this status, Mr. Bick Nazar. is. Me and Josh and Ralph have all admitted to each other. We still get nervous when we have guests on. So, mm-hmm. like, you are the proud owner of making three grown men still feel nervous when you come on our podcast. So, welcome to the show. Oh, I, I was worried. I was worried you guys you were just about to say, like, we all feel very comfortable here on the show. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no. <laughs> we all feel very right. comfortable with people of notoriety coming on our show. <laughs> no, notoriety? Jeez. Still not used man. to that, man. Uh, I, I remember at one point in my career, someone tried saying that I should change my like uh, radio name to Notorious Bik. So <laughs> oh, I was like, no, no, I, I don't think I can pull that off. I just like, yeah. I, I, I wear slippers and hoodies. Like I'm not notorious at all. That's not a yeah. thing. <laughs> it'll be like one, it'll be like one of those irony things, you know? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, crazy. Um, so Bick, I kind of so for those who don't know Bick, he's uh, one of the hosts and one of the I'm gonna say jack of all trades of sports and at 650 on the AM radio. Is that is that pretty much an accurate title? Yeah, pretty much. Uh, you know, went from producing uh, a couple of shows and now I get to host Canuck Central and Football yeah. Central and yeah, a little bit of everything. 
What what would you say like now let's not talk any specifics. Like I just want strict like intangibles and like the just the coaches stuff that you bring to the that you bring to the team, especially on the program with Satin Andrew. That's what I want to know. Oh, I'll I like readily admit this to like everyone else at the station, and they find it annoying. I I call myself like an elite glue guy. I, like like you're not going to build a station <laughs> yeah. around me, but I, I'm there to like just check in on everyone and be like, hey man, like feeling good and you know boost morale. That's that's basically yeah. what I'm there. So you're you're the morale guy on the bench, like just getting the boys hyped. Hundred percent, right? Because you you, oh. you need you need everyone bought in, right? Like you have your you leader, and then you you need the people to be like, hey man, like. Someone's setting the tone. We got to follow this guy. So I'm there to push everyone towards one person. So, so who, who's the leader in the 650 crew? Like, who's the alpha male? Like, the alpha dog? Well, C Mac, right? Like, C Mac's the leader. Like, yeah, okay. 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 We all follow That's at fair. his tone. Yeah. And, but and like, I, I like, guess that makes me like the like the the herding dog or whatever it is, just like <laughs> rounding people up and be like, hey, guys, you're, the this you're the yeah. uh, you're the you're the sheep dog. You protect the sheep. Yes. From there you go. Yeah, sheepdog. That's what it is. <laughs> that's sick. Oh, that's awesome. What about so? What about like on the on-air personalities? Maybe not the king. Like you don't got to give the alpha male, but let's like so. This is where I kind of went wrong with my thoughts because I was always we're all night owls here, and for some reason I always thought like the the prime time slot was evening radio, and I still don't understand the structure of radio. So there's probably a built-in somewhat seniority or something like that at AM radio. But once again, right. like. Like who's kind of the the like guy walks in the room and everyone's like, oh fuck, he's here. Like that guy. Oh, like the rock. In a good I mean, way. <laughs> yeah, I, I feel like if I don't say it, Walker or Sat, they're gonna like text me <laughs> after this episode yeah. release. It's like, what the hell are you talking about? Like it's clear <laughs> yeah. I'm really so, trying to set you up just to clip your ass right now and then send a DM to them right away. <laughs> yeah, that's exactly I, look, man, I know the game. Yeah, yeah. I, I was gonna say no don't 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 feel like they're gonna listen to this trash. So don't yeah. worry. You can you can give us how you really feel because they may yeah. not ever see it. <laughs> we get thirty viewers and we're pretty sure seventy five percent of them are family. So don't sweat, dude. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Josh, you, I got another one here ready. Yeah. So I kind of uh, wanted to lead into this stuff. So um, I think it was a couple weeks by now, or even just one week. Uh, the sad news of ten of TSN ten forty kind of shutting down and all on all the. Just the negative stuff that kind of comes about that and all the all the unfortunate things that happen. But I kind of wanted to take this in a different angle and relate it back to 650 because obviously we know the competition between two radio stations. It's just natural. Uh, guys have talked about that a ton on, on air. Um, but I kind of want to know just from your show specifically and, and just kind of all the shows at 650, has there been kind of a tangible like, you know, like obviously those guys are our friends and like we we love those guys. But now focusing on us, like now it's time to like get the shit in gear like not to say it wasn't already, but like really, really take it to the next level. You know, like it's, it's an opportunity, I guess, in, in some sense. Right. Yeah. To some degree, obviously it's, it's, yeah. there's a lot of people that are without a home essentially. Right. And like, yeah. that's what happens. There's a lot of loyal listeners to us. There's a lot of loyal listeners to them. And I think what was so startling. And one of the reasons I think like a lot of people in the industry were annoyed by it. It's like, one thing you always want is to be able to leave on your own terms, right? And, and and think of athletes, right? Like you want to retire and you want to be able to say bye to the crowd yourself. And yeah. that opportunity was stripped away from a lot of great people who do a lot of great work. But for the listeners, like they didn't get to say bye. And yeah. what ended up happening is like they came to over us and for lack of a better term, they were grieving. And yeah. 
like we certainly appreciate that there's a lot of people that wanted that opportunity to if if something was closing down for them to have to have the chance to be just to say thank you for everything and i think that's for me I, I can't speak for everyone but for me like that's something that i recognize and appreciate that a lot of people that had a connection to that station for you know two decades or however long someone started listening they were kind of left stranded and yeah like we've we've got a responsibility to do good work anyways but there's certainly totally. like, uh, I, i'm very aware that there's a lot of people that are uh finding us for the first time and hopefully uh respecting the work that we do and you know kind of learning all our personalities it, it's yeah. it, it's going to be different for everyone like listeners and hosts alike uh but it's certainly that like i'm aware of and, and, and you're right it's, it's a different I, I, I want to say opportunity, but it's yeah, not, that, that's a, that's not the right word. Yeah. 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 No, definitely not. But it is like when the dust all settles, whether it's weeks, months down the road, like you're still kind of in this situation of like, like there is tangibly more listeners now, which I don't, I don't know what radio guys, if you guys talk about pressure, if you talk about like, I don't know what words we use, but yeah, kind of opportunity or it's something different really in the air. And so I, I know for me, like there's a responsibility upon us to, yeah. continue to be fair and honest and authentic with how we cover the team that nothing that, that nothing is blemished uh and certainly there's gonna be a lot more eyes and focus on that for us for sure yeah yeah my, my one other question as well just kind of on on that scenario because i feel like i caught like everyone off guard like you kind of saw like daniel tool from tsn get laid off and like there's some big names and then all of a sudden 10 uh 10 is just gone are there like, is there a possibility that any people from there could join 650? Like, are you guys pretty tight, like, in hiring and all that as well? That's uh, a <laughs> man. That's no, is, that a C- is that a C- is that a CMAC question? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I just like maybe, yeah. but that's like beyond yeah. me. <laughs> I mean, like, I think the way that I see it as well, I'm like the one thing is like, yes, like obviously it sucks that 1040's gone, but I mean, there were some, like you said, there's some really good talents at 1040, like just make a super mega radio station 650 and bring in the best TSN guys. And there you go. Then you've got like true Vancouver sports radio. Yeah. Uh, I mean, uh, the, the one There's thing I'm going to say is, is like, I'm going to back our guys first. Right. And, and, and that's no yeah. Yeah. disrespect to them. It's just, there's, I, I, I do find it funny that there's an element of like one station shut down and other people are like, well, bring them over here. Well, yeah. that, that means that means some people might lose their jobs too, right? Yeah, true. Uh, yeah. And, and I think that's one thing that tends to get overlooked. It's the the toughest part is is it's stripped away opportunities. That's the thing. Yeah. Uh, it's yeah. it's that's twenty five plus jobs that aren't in the industry for people that are like, like yourselves. If you guys ever wanted to grow this out to something, or BCIT students, or broadcasting students, whatever it is, like that's the part that bums me with the most is. People yeah. are are losing an opportunity to grow into an industry that I think yeah, is a lot of it's it's one less avenue that you yeah. can go to, essentially. Totally. Yeah. Okay. Uh, so I wanted to talk a little bit about your your time at six fifty and the things you get to do around there and the people you get to be around because so we've had the I guess we'll call it the privilege of having sat and uh, and Andrew on. This was back I think during the bubble hockey times. There were some mm-hmm. good guests and it seemed just like. One of one of the things you get to learn about about interviewing radio guys is that like you you must just have such a sick team atmosphere like like 
I, I know how much I enjoy getting together with the boys like twice a week and just yeah. shooting sports, shooting the shit about random stuff. And then I thought about, oh man, these guys are getting together like every post game show <clears throat> and they're grinding. But it sounds like, you know, once in a while a drink flows, once in a while some good times are had. Like, like take me in a bit of like your favorite parts of being the radio team. That's the the toughest part of like COVID. Uh, as much as like I, 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 like, I love sports and I get to talk about it daily. The thing I miss is like going to the office every day and hanging out with the whole crew, not just walks and sat, just everyone, right? Because yeah. I, I would usually be for our show, I would be, be the first one there because I've got to do a lot more prep work and I was there for kind of central at noon. So I would be usually be there for like 1130 to eight. And so you see, Scott, I get to see Jamie, I get to see, uh, reach deep and Dom and all them. Right. And so I, I get to interact with a lot of shows, hence why I'm the uh, sheepdog. Right. I, I get to see a lot of people. Uh, <laughs> like that's the, like, that's the stuff that annoys me the most out of all this pandemic stuff is that I don't get to do that day to day, but yeah, the, man, that's the best part of the job. It's, it's doing this, but getting to hang out with your with your, your friends. And the mm-hmm. one thing I actually really love about our station, it's everyone gets along. Uh, yeah. the, 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 it's not five shows that operate individually. It's it's a one station that kind of goes together. And yeah. we do a lot of like we do a lot of stuff that's like team building or whatever. We 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 just get along. Like that's yeah. the thing. And we rip each other on the shows and everything. It's yeah. It's very cordial and, and we're all very friendly about it. It's great. Yeah. Heck yeah. So when when COVID's done, where are the six fifty guys going to party? Like where's the spot? Like where do you guys go? Yeah, where um, where are you gonna be the sheepdog like circling like, the wagons on these guys as they slowly start stumbling everywhere? Where are you rounding the troops up to go? <laughs> you're throwing well, usually what and you're going somewhere. Yeah, so usually what would happen like Friday nights, pre pre COVID, we would do the round table. And okay. that was sponsored by Colony, Colony Bars. And so usually we would just like go straight there right after the round table. And a couple of people would, would show up after that. But I imagine that'll probably be part of the, uh, the, the first group gathering. But I know, yeah. and man, he has been saying this since like the station launched. So since like 2017 is when we launched. But Perry Selkowski has like promised a barbecue at his place. And it's never happened. <laughs> ever. <laughs> To the point that I'm pretty sure, like, once we're done with COVID, or once we're allowed, allowed to be in groups of larger than six, we're all just going to pressure Perry to be like, okay, now, like, now you got to do the barbecue. Like, you've you've been teasing this for three and a half years. This better be most epic thing, like Project X, that movie. Like, it, it better- <laughs> the giant rager. Yeah, like, <laughs> rager barbecue. Holy. So, so we'll probably just crash his place. There you oh, go. Yeah. That's not bad. That's a good time. I, I think, what well, Josh, what do you think? Where, how? I've been to Colony. I should know the answer to this, but like radius to the Roxy. Like, what are we talking here? I think are we talking like, couple, like chirp distance? I think it's like couple couple blocks away. I want to say Colony's yeah, on okay. Granville, is it not? Well, yeah. I, wait, it's right by. It used to be Caprice, which is literally right yeah. across the street from the Roxy. Like, it's oh. like less than a hundred meters. I don't know why. <laughs> but you know, hey, this can be my radio training coming up here for for Colony. There's four great locations in Maine, Granville. North Shore. So I think the one we would always go to is the one on Maine. There you go. The one on Maine. Oh, the nice. the, the, Shout out to uh, uh, oh, yeah, Mark no. Luke, who's a who's a feature on our show. Uh, yeah. A great listener and a character on the show. We always go visit him. Dude, he's Didn't actually also... our, he's our arch enemy, dude. 
like number. Oh, one. really? Why? What happened? Yeah. Beef? <laughs> no, I'm just no. kidding. <laughs> I just wanted to. I'm just really trying really hard for a storyline today. Nothing's fitting, you know. I, I, I really need dirt on that guy. He's he's too nice to Twitter. <laughs> Actually, I connected with him. I think when I first started Twitter, because I I think I said something about being a bartender, and his name is like Luke the bartender. And I kind of was like, "Fuck, dude, am I like, can I be Elijah the bartender? Like, is that just a one guy thing?" But he's who he is. He's um, got a brand. Yeah, he, he has a real good brand. Um, okay, so back to some six fifty stuff. Do you have? If I ask you this question, I'm hoping something pops off the top of your head. Most embarrassing moment you've had on air? Anything oh, ring man. a bell here? Uh, I've. I'm Anytime like, you just please. called your co-host like an asshole or something like that. No, I've never done that. But like, Damn. I thought my mic was off, and I like when I was producing. Yeah, I, I like sneezed, and like it stopped. It was a great conversation going on, and I'm just like, I'm behind the board, and I just sneezed, and everyone just stopped and looked at me, and it was just it was this moment I had to like look at them. I was like, wait, was it, was I on air? And they're like, yes, you just derailed everything. And I was like, oh, pull the collar. I was like, sorry guys. You but, didn't. You didn't. Uh, you didn't do that during COVID, did you? You didn't sneeze on the air. They're like, oh, shit, what's going on at 650? <laughs> <laughs> no, no, this was two years ago. Two, three years ago. There you go. Uh, <laughs> but, yeah, that's – I mean, that's not the most embarrassing thing. I, I'm usually pretty polished. Okay. Do anything, uh, but, yeah. Would you disagree if I said that, like, everyone's due for one, though, right? Like, one, like – Oh, 100%. Out there, most I, look, I've done – not necessarily at 650, but I've done dumb things in the past. Like, I've sworn on air uh, when I was doing, like, yeah. morning radio – uh, that's a tough and then, one. Yeah. yeah. Do you just yeah, kind of like catch yourself people... in that moment, or do you just like keep? Do you just keep going with it? Oh, I keep rolling. Okay, so, good. Yeah, yeah. Make it seem more but, natural, right? Yeah, but like definitely, I, I did it at like six a.m. and it's mainly older people awake at that time, and like the phone starts lighting up, and you're just like, oh my god, I'm so sorry yeah, yeah. to ruin your morning. <laughs> you're just trying to have a coffee and oatmeal or something like that. Yeah, he's like, a casual right, with your coffee. I used to serve tables at a restaurant too, and like someone, some of those, I feel like some of those would slip around families sometimes too. They're like, "What's good for kids?" And I'm like, "Fuck, well, the the mini burgers are real good." <laughs> <They're> like, <laughs> That's exactly what I did. Four year old. Oh my gosh. I, I was just like reading like a news update, and yeah. I forgot like the word I was trying to use. And you know where you're like, "Oh, that fucking thing." That's, yeah, that's, the filler. That's literally what I did. Yeah. yeah. And suddenly oh. everyone's like, "Oh, how dare you swear!" <laughs> <laughs> 2021 i haven't heard a swear word in five years come on dude. yeah get with it love that um okay i want to quickly shift into the nfl so you're a huge seahawks oh. guy yes oh, yeah massive yeah okay so earlier on you is it true that you said that um um that russell wilson should be traded uh in the I context of trading for deshaun watson is what it was okay Okay. I tried to get him some dirt on you here on the NFL. Okay. Good, good. I mean, I, I appreciate you digging. No, yeah. that no, that's fine. I'm not trying to get anything anything with that, but if that trade were to hypothetically happen, would you do it as a straight up deal, like just Russ for Watson, or would you like if, what if, like what what would be the deal if you got to make it? If you're if you're trading Russell Wilson, you're not adding anything else. Like if, if you call Houston and they're like, Well, we want Russell Wilson and yeah, just hang up. You're just hanging up. It's over. Like right away. There's no there's no chance of like second round pick. Sure, I'll do that. Yeah. He's, he's too valuable. You know, just for the sake of getting younger and considering Deshaun Watson's already a top five quarterback himself, that's the yeah. only reason you'd explore it. Yeah. Um, yeah. 
So there's so, going to be my, yeah. And I kind of thought Seattle. Do you ask for a pick? That's what like, I was going to say. Like, oh, what? If you're Seattle? Yeah. Sorry, like if you're uh, for Watson, like we want Deshaun. We'll give you Russell Wilson. You give us Deshaun Watson, and do you ask for something else? I mean, you ask. I, I'm not sure <laughs> you you get it. Just right, but hang up. Like, hangs up the phone on you. Yeah, <laughs> but, like there's a, a potentially untenable situation there in Houston, right? Like, yeah. Everyone what are they going to do? Just because, like, what happens? And I, I think logically, logic dictates that he's probably not going to get traded. Like, just to me, it, it doesn't make sense for Houston. It costs too much money for them to do it. Uh, you're probably not even going to get a very good offer, anyways. Yeah, but. What if in a scenario, Deshaun Watson's like, no, I just refuse to play. My career is more valuable than ever taking another snap here. Well, then, well, yeah. then what happens, right? You, yeah. you lose a lot of leverage. And yeah. Houston's got all the leverage right now basically up until September. And if he decides, nope, not playing, that changes the elements of the equation. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Sure. I would have thought you – I thought you guys were both going to say that you need to add a pick in for with Wilson to make up for age – but I mean, and I had this question written down, maybe a little two-parter for you here. Given all the quarterback little roulette we got going on, let's give you Wilson, Matthew Stafford, or Deshaun Watson. I'm talking one season, one player. Who's it going to be? For this upcoming season, I'm taking Russell Wilson. Really? Right? Like, yeah, it's he's done more than those two players. And I think Deshaun Watson. I think Deshaun Watson's special, man. Like he's he's going to be a problem in the league for a long time, but yeah. he hasn't done what Russell Wilson has yet. And now there's Matt Stafford, and I, I'm not even a Matt Stafford guy. But um, come on, dude, you got to give Matt Stafford a bit. He's played with a broken back like 80 percent of his games. He's got broken this, broken that. He's like he honestly he's like he's like a Spartan warrior where he go, it feels like he goes to war in nothing but like a little kilt, and that's it. I, I, that's what I feel it feels like for Matt. Selling me on the idea that a guy with a broken back is going to be great next year—that's not—that's not really the yeah. sales pitch you want to be making. Come on, man! I thought you were the heart and soul guy, Beck, the glue guy. The glue guy's always hurt. <laughs> yeah, that's fine, but like <laughs> the, the old phrase is, nobody gets over a back injury. Yeah, that's true. 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 <laughs> Good point. Um, okay, NFL. So we are a hockey podcast. Yeah, I, thought, I thought you forgot for a sec. I know. Seriously, when I said shifting gears into the NFL, I was just like, wait, what? <laughs> yeah. uh, the Canucks. I'm like, I don't know. I'm I'm having a hard time believing right now. So, Bick, if you're the glue guy, get me glued back into the Canucks. What do I have to look forward to right now? Man, I'm going to make a sales pitch here because I've been uh, <laughs> disappointed myself. Um, <laughs> the things to believe in would be number 36. Uh, he's been incredible. Like he's been so much fun. Uh, even the last game, uh, Monday night versus Calgary, just that play where he takes the pass, puts it between his legs, and more so than just like the skill to do that, which is fun and exciting. And you know, if if there were stand, fans in the stands, gets people out of their seats. Like he had the wherewithal. It's like, yeah, I've got to take the puck to the net too. It's not just do a fancy play and skate around the net. Yeah. Like I have to take the puck to the net. So man, he has been. Uh, the uh, an ideal replacement for Tyler Toffoli, and that's hard to say because Toffoli's filling the net, obviously. But yeah. if you just said like, "Hey, this is what we think Toffoli's going to do, and this is what Hoglander is doing," it, it would probably be pretty comparable. And so he's kind of filled that void. Now it's 
it, it doesn't look as good because of what Tavoli is doing, obviously, in, in Montreal. But like that's that's something else that for the future of this team, like that's a check mark. They've got another top six winger. Done. 18, 19 games into his career, like we can already say that. Just based on effort alone, he's mm-hmm. doing that. Let alone, you know, talent and all that. But on effort alone, he looks like he belongs. Yeah, he's and a smart like, plug for sure. Man. Yeah, it's a massive win. Now, elsewhere on the roster, man, they've got a lot of things to figure out. And mm-hmm. really and really soon here, because uh, I, 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 I'm disappointed with what I'm seeing this season. I think a lot of fans are. And you think of all the conversations that have surrounded the team the past three weeks. Uh, it, it hasn't been as cheery as you would expect, considering yeah. where the expectations were placed, right? Both from, from ownership all the way down to the fan base. Yeah. Yeah. Totally. So my one question, if you were to scale it one to 10, 10 being like you're shitting your pants on the season one, you're like Elijah over here smoking a JJ, <laughs> not a care, not a care in the world. How worried are you at this point for the Canucks? Just in this season, not future, just right now. Eight, right? Like, <laughs> like fairly high. Light. I mean, like, just do the math, right? If, if you look at what they're on pace to, to get for points this year, uh, it's it's not very good. The, I think they're projected for about 44, 45 points this year. And, and you probably need to get at least 58, 59, 60 at like the baseline. Yeah. And so they are 16 points behind that pace. And like they've got 36, 37 games to go. Yeah. 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 So you basically got to play like 65. Yeah. 65 I, I, was hockey gonna, rest I, of the I was going to say you might start losing hair, but uh, yeah, don't, no problem. There. <laughs> yeah, no. <laughs> That's what a gone. dick move, Josh. Fuck you. <laughs> you asshole. I, I'm, I'm, I'm like, I'm we don't like, know you that we, we've met you for like 20 minutes. That's just kind of a mean thing to say. No, I was going to say when someone, I forget who said it when they're like, someone looks like really polished. I'm like, yeah, I'm like, someone else looks really polished too. <laughs> and I'm digging that. <laughs> okay. it's fresh. I shaved it just to you guys. That's fine. There nice. you go. I love that. <laughs> so Beck, a couple things, a couple things just popped in my head when you were, when you and Josh were just doing your little negative thing for a second there. So I got to bring it back because a thing about our show is like, we just, we don't go against the Canucks. Like they could be 0 and 81. I'm putting the house on 82. Like I have to. So I've already, I've already pre-ordered my skip the dishes for when playoffs are supposed to start. I can help you out after the show's done, do the same, just kind of like some playoff game, one food, whatever you're feeling. Um, Other than that, the other comparison I had, so we talked about like the, the, the stats and like, what the Canucks are projected to, that sounds a lot like football win probability. And like, we all know what happened with win probability this year, boys, like the Atlanta Falcons. How are you? The the Phoenix Suns tonight. How are (laughs) you? How many times do we think we've all seen this viral graphic of winning probability at like 99.2% and then pencil dive off the top. (laughs) It's crazy. (laughs) But I mean, all that, all that was a joke. You are right. Stats win, but just have a hard time with them. Oh, I'll say it. like the win probability for one game. Yeah, it can flip on its head for yeah. for thirty seven. That's tough. That's tough. But here's the thing: it's like it, it's not it's not impossible. Yeah. And yeah, the the Canadian division, for as as competitive as it is, like the teams are all clustered together. Like Toronto's the best team 
in the division, that's fine. Um, but Montreal through Vancouver, you would probably say they are what the ninth to nineteenth best teams in the NHL. Like that's yeah. that's, that's yeah, fairly grouped together. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, true. I, I kind of wanted to talk a specific point, too, because I, I was having a good time listening to you and Jamie Dodd today on, on Hockey Central. Uh, oh, I, like, ton- like, don't you hate that guy? He's just the worst. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I hate about him? He doesn't have his freaking Twitter DMs open. Like, what? how am I supposed to do this? Am I supposed to be outside of his house with a pamphlet? <laughs> he doesn't have open DMs? I don't think so. I'm pretty sure that's the reason I haven't, I haven't reached out yet. I, oh, I, I, maybe God. I'll go outside his house with, like, like a huge canopy and a couple of awnings, just like super religious setup, but it'll just be stick and ring stuff everywhere. Like, you know, doing doing right now. Bad boyfriend approach. <laughs> Go I'm with that a stereo and just hold it over your head. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, I'm sending him a note right now. Hell yeah. Open so, your DMs here. <laughs> Pretty girls want to talk to you. Yeah. Even though you're married, and he's married. Yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> and, and when Elijah says "pretty girls," it just means like a giant curly-haired milk bag just waiting for you. Yeah. Be customer numero. Body of the year, man. Body of the year, 2021. That's what it's all about. Yeah. Come on. Josh is out here throwing a lot of shots, but at the same time, he's also hiding his frosted yeah. tips. So I don't know what his approach is. Yeah, I know. <laughs> <laughs> so thank you. On Hockey Central, fuck off, Josh. On Hockey Central, you guys are talking lots of power play talk. And I texted mm-hmm. in and I had some thoughts about it too, but I have tons of thoughts about it. So the power plays in shambles right now. And we've got on the first unit, like we've got five all-stars. It's fucked. We've got yep. maybe not all in the same season, but five all-stars. And this is kind of my overall thoughts about a lot of the Canucks aspects of the game is predictability and static and just and stillness, not a lot of that. So when I look at the, the Leafs power play, at least when they're playing us, dude, it was like, it looked like one of those like marble racetracks. Like they're all yeah. moving. They're doing circles, dude. It's like thoroughbreds going around the defensive zone. But it's it's almost polar opposite to the Canucks. So uh, it's so hard as a fan to just say, oh, this is the fix because you're, you're just not in this. Like you don't know what the players are going through. But what, what's your – give me one solution that you're changing right now to the power play, whether it's position – whether it's, sorry, uh, setup or personnel or something like that. Give me one fix. Man, look, okay, so the power play like statistically – has been successful these last few years, right? Like we yeah. can all agree that I have been taking it in the teeth for two seasons now of one minor adjustment that I want to see. And it's like, every time I mention this, people text in right away. They're like, you're an idiot and everything like that. Like I know Bo Hermes scored a ton of goals in the bumper spot, like a ton of goals. Yeah. But to me, the thing that makes the most sense is like Brock Besser should be there. Like, yeah. Okay. He's got a good shot. The, 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 the whole power play should be going through Elias Pettersson. And, yeah. and I don't I don't even mean of like, hey, Quinn Hughes should never touch the puck. I just mean at some point we all know the puck is going towards Elias Pettersson. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And when he gets the puck, he can't give it to the bumper because it's Bo Horvat and that's a left-handed shot. And so that takes a threat away. And so I'm curious if why we're seeing Elias Pettersson pass so much on his one-timer is – the defender like doesn't have to respect the bumper at all because it takes yeah. an extra step for, for it to get to the other side of Bohorovac. And so when you can just charge right at Elias Pettersson, that's probably why he's passing a lot more. Yeah. And if, if you get a right-handed shot in that next to him, well, it gives the defender another thing to think about. And if you're thinking of going over the top shoulder, that's like that's your shooting line that you want to yeah. open up for Elias Pettersson. And everything that we're talking about here on the power play – it's can you accentuate your primary weapon? 
and I've made the reference to like Independence Day, you know, the the aliens with the primary weapon. It's like everything <laughs> is about that. Like get everything situated for your primary weapon. And when things aren't, it, it's gonna go hot. It's gonna go cold. And it, it, it's it's not that it doesn't perform well. It's that it's very inconsistent. And the days that it's hot, it's like okay, great, you have four goals on the power play. You probably only need two of them because you're running away with it. I'd rather see it get smoothed out and go. I'd rather see it go one and five than see it go four and five one game, zero oh and five, zero oh and six. It just it you just want that consistency. consistency. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Okay, I like makes total sense. Yeah, and I and I mean I think the biggest thing with that is like at that point, like if you're not scoring on the power play, if you're not taking advantage, then you're kind of geared up for like at like a 500 season pretty much. Cause it's just so like, it's just yeah. up and down. Whereas if it's consistent, at least you're getting on the board and consistent games, like at least you're consistently scoring and you're making teams think about, okay, we can't take penalties against this team. You know, even though they're top 10 in the league or even top 15, it's like they usually score whenever they're given two or more power plays a game, you know, yeah. and that's something to think about. And, and Travis said it on Monday night, uh, it's not just about scoring goals, right? On the power play, it's yeah. generating pressure, right? And and creating, tiring out PKers, right? And creating chances. And that first unit on Monday night, in the first period especially, struggled to even gain the zone. And then, yeah. by the way, that's another thing I would do is Elias Pettersson standing at the blue line when he's the most agile, the most creative puck carrier. Uh, well, I guess Quinn Hughes is there. But, like, for him not to get utilized at all bringing the puck up is – mind-boggling to me i'm i'm uh, about if they drop one more pass on the power play i'm gonna <laughs> flip my fucking lid it actually spins me out i hate the drop passes it drives me nuts i can't okay, but the drop pass works like that's what's it, frustrating. not all the time bick no <laughs> like what works all the time no like, it, nothing it, it, if there's any strategy that works 100 percent of the time yeah do that but the reason every team in the league does the drop pass is because it works now it looks stupid when it doesn't I yeah. totally get that. But like, <laughs> like the time it last works night, more than anything else. Yeah. Like the time last night, JT Miller literally gained the zone and then he shot it back to our blue line. It was like, and Quinn Hughes was like, the oh. fuck? Like, huh? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> this is another level. <laughs> yeah. That's uh, yeah. not only the style of breakout I would, would advocate for. The one thing I would say about the drop pass is that I don't think any team really does this enough is, is utilizing the straightforward aspect of it more often. Like, I think it kind of has to be a 60, 40, 50, 50 split where instead of, once in a while to make the drop pass effective, you gotta you gotta keep going. Like Quinn Hughes has done it a bunch, at least last season, where you know you fake the back end and then you just you keep going. You beat the first guy and you're in. I think that's what it, it's just like everyone knows it's coming once or twice every time. You mean when the puck carrier passes the first guy? Yeah. So puck carrier comes out of the zone and he's, yeah. there's still someone coming behind him, but instead of making the drop pass, he goes forward with it himself. I I would like to see the like uh the option for the puck carrier, right? Because Quinn Hughes can beat the first guy, no problem. Yeah. And then, you know, carrier momentum. It's is there an angle for me to to enter the zone in? And yeah. the other problem with having two static guys on the blue line, it's okay. What if you wanted to dump it in, right? Yeah. And and chase after it. Well, now there's nobody with speed. Yeah. So, it, like, that takes away another way to gain the zone. And and not that you always want to dump it in on the power play, but. It's it's just another element that defense isn't thinking about. Yeah, true. Love that. Um, so I I so I'm kind of noticing this, dude. You got a brilliant hockey mind, Beck. Like I'm talking like technicals on the board, whiteboard, coach kind of stuff. 
What's what's your extent as a hockey player? Like, are you out there in beer league, first line winger? No, man, I can barely skate. <laughs> ah, okay, so I, you walked into a trap. I'm self-taught how to skate. Hell yeah. What's what was what would be your level here? Like, you walk out public skate, stick and puck beer league. What are you looking like here? Oh, am I, if I snap, like, am I if I snap a puck to you? Are you? Is it like buckling you in your face, flying into the ice? I'm probably like getting concussion and and getting held off. <laughs> <laughs> like I've got an extensive concussion history, so if I get like the oh, slightest fuck. bump of like me accidentally bumping up into the boards, I'm done. Like week to week, I'm in the protocol, all that sort of stuff. Oh, fuck. So what you're saying is make sure the stretcher's on standby. Hundred <laughs> percent. I, I need like that a special power helmet, like the, yeah, the yeah, react. Yeah. I, like, I, I got to be protected in, in all scenarios. That like oh, definitely fuck. went a different way than I was open to it. <laughs> I, I, I'm nothing if not honest. True. So, but the only thing is, you you actually finally walked into a trap, though, because we're going to start a hockey team, and it's based of like eighty percent of guys who have never skated before. So, like, it sounds like you're a second round, first round draft pick at this point. Dude. As long as the rest of the league doesn't skate either, I'm fine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. it's the perfect setup for all of us. Honestly. Actually, so I I can actually move fairly well. I, I'm not unathletic. It's just like, but how's your stopping? Yeah, that's a. Yeah, that's yeah. a cool. <laughs> There you go. It's like trying to pick up soup with a fork. Just not happening. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Let's do this, guys. So for the listeners, for everyone here, we're going to jump into goats and wotes here. Now, you're already fucking panicking, I know, because we haven't done this before. We haven't said, like, done interview. No, we're staying in the interview right now. We're jumping first guest ever to do goats and wotes with us. We've already... We've already previewed him. We've already told him how much pressure is really on the line here. Yeah. Uh, before we start, Beck, do you have any questions about goats and wotes? So, no, because <laughs> a, a because like I want to be surprised. Like you gave me an outline, yeah. and so like I have an idea. So no, I don't have any, any questions because I don't want to ruin like how I might. Respond. Yeah, totally. Okay, good. So snake drafts, uh, not snake draft style. Actually, just straight up circle circle draft. Uh, no repeats. That's about it, dude. Let it fly. Right. Josh, I think I think you deserve to kick this one off, Josh, and introduce it here. Man. All right. Yeah, this was my idea. So this is kind of an ironic one for Josh to start off, though, if you think about it. Kitchen appliances. Totally. <laughs> totally. <laughs> totally. <laughs> uh, kitchen. Uh, okay. So goats and moats of kitchen appliances. So the first one for goats, we'll start with those. First one has got to be the microwave. It is like the saving grace of everything in the house. You need a microwave. You would say that, dude. There's no other way around it. You absolutely. Here's my question: Have you ever lived without a microwave? No. So, (laughs) I felt the way you did for a long time. I was like, "Oh, microwave is the best." And then for for two years that I lived without one, I I don't even use the one I have in my place now. It's stunning how like how quickly you don't need it. There's so many alternatives right now on the market that you could replace a microwave with. Yeah, it's actually insane. I just What's I don't know, man. Like, ben, like, come on, man. Are you telling me that microwave taquitos weren't at the top of the shopping list whenever you're going to whenever you're going to the grocery store? No, man. This is a big reach for first overall. Like, like that's that's yeah. a tough draft. <laughs> Thank you. Like, fan bases are going to be texting you for years now. Be like, fucking Josh wrecked microwave overall. It's the worst thing. <laughs> One of the biggest crimes is that he microwaves his taquitos, dude. Throw, like you got to taste them out of the oven, yeah. dude. Yeah, I, have you not heard of the oven? 
Yeah, I'm going to side with Josh on this taquito concept, though. The microwave taquitos aren't that bad because it's like soft taquitos over crunchy taquitos. You know what I mean? It go. tastes like paper. Sure, but like taquitos is your is is your standard? Like no, not at all. But I'm just saying, like the soft ones are nice compared to the crunchy ones. <laughs> all right, I'm going to throw it over to Vic. Vic, you got number two, buddy. All right, so I, I'm drafting based on need. Actually, I should say, is the dishwasher an appliance, or is that just a Yes. Yeah, we'll we'll give that an appliance. Hell yeah. Oh man. All right. Uh, I all right. I'll, I'll draft based on need because I I, I want to get my value pick in the second round. Uh, yeah. So I'll take the dishwasher. Dishwasher. I, I, if I never have to wash a dish again, like I'm thrilled. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's <laughs> I like that. That's that's definitely more oh, yeah. directed towards I feel like the male population. It's like we're all lazy yeah. fucks. Nobody wants to wash dishes on our end, right? Sure. Yeah, yeah it, it, for me, just like I just want to eat and like throw it into a device. I'm good. Yeah, yeah rinse it off a little bit. Just put it in. Hundred percent. That's it. Done. Yeah. Oh, actually, okay. Big dishwasher question for you guys. Uh, yeah. Utensils. Do you put them all in the same direction? And which direction do you guys do it? Pointing I up. Do it up. Pointing up. I was. I was uh, actually not true. Both, side, both ways. Both ways. Oh, Knives down. Yeah. Everything else up. I kind of would like just oh, like, like you're grabbing like forks with the tines up. Yeah, that's that's you chaos, just, man. You just reach in a little bit further. You just get past the head. It's easy. <laughs> you gotta grab the base. You gotta grab the shaft. So everything, <laughs> everything's down for you, is what you're saying? Yes, hundred percent. Everything's down. Really? You just grab hands knives. If you, knives, I feel like the only are the only ones that you have to put down because that's like the actual like. You, you could, will stab yourself. You will get a flesh wound. Yeah, yeah. Fact. I, I made the I made the drastic mistake of going from one basement to an apartment that doesn't have a dishwasher, and I just thought easy like child's play. It fucking it runs my life honestly. Like the dishes has more of an impact on what I do than my money, than my schedule, like anything else. It's insane. Yeah, it's, I, I love the set it and forget it aspect. Just it's done. Yeah, there you go. True. Uh, Raf, you want to go next? Yeah, mine is going to be the newcomer to this fucking circuit, uh, the air fryer. Oh yeah, the this air fryer is the number one the kitchen choice. appliance. Yeah, hundred percent. That's the, the late draft riser right there. Bro, yeah. he just came out of nowhere. Nobody saw it coming. First round draft pick all the time. Like this, this thing is just unreal. Like, have you ever like? I, I don't have an air fryer. Okay, and I don't have to work in conversation a lot. Yeah. What What are you doing outside of chicken wings? Uh, chicken wings. Uh, if you want to do like kind of like. What, you can do French fries. Tater tots are fucking unreal in an air fryer. Chicken strips, like anything that you He's think was kind of like crispy. Yeah, you can fucking put Josh's bullshit microwave taquitos in there if you really want to. Um, <laughs> there's like a lot of like random miscellaneous things, and I think it's better for reheating something that was crispy than say like a uh, microwave oven. Okay. Yeah, that's kind I of my approach. They're unreal. I respect that. Yeah. Honestly, it kind of strikes me like the Peloton of kitchen appliances, like. I, w- I remember when Peloton first started coming up and I was like, what the fuck? It's just an exercise bike. Like, who cares? And then all of a sudden, it's like, honestly, it's like it's like an essential service now. So same thing with the air fryers. Yeah, there you go. Okay, I'm next yeah. up. Uh, I'm not even... I'm, I'm going straight off the... I think every one of my bo- picks are off the board. First pick, uh, the electric beater. And I'm not even talking <laughs> like the KitchenAid, like uh, the old school two-prong. Whenever your mom's making like some oh, wow. sort of dessert or cookies and she's like... Do you want to lick this like the savage you are? I'm like, hell yeah. Give me both those chocolate battered little beaters and let's go to town. Yeah. Really? I, yeah. What do you mean? What do you mean, I really? Know, man. You used to say no to your mom with that? No, but I feel like you, I feel like you could have done better. 
dude, no, I'm I'm off. I'm always off the board. I don't live. There's with a the lot board. of nostalgia on that pick. Like a lot. There is. Yeah. Like you went to a specific I, memory that, like, man, we can't fuck with that memory. So, like, <laughs> yeah. yeah, you can't exactly come in and say, "Mom and Ina was a bitch." You can't say that. <laughs> Doesn't work like that. God. All right, Josh, you're up. All right, uh, the second rounder. I'm going for a George Foreman grill. <laughs> the George Foreman. It's unreal. When it's raining outside, you want a fucking barbecue? Throw her on the grill. It's just, it's, it saved my life, and it still does. Like you can cook anything on there. I you think. want to spice up some taquitos? You want to give them a little crunchy? Throw them on there George Foreman. Exactly. <laughs> you know, making breakfast sausage, uh, some hamburgers. Like, oh baby, it's it's nice. It's a great appliance. I love mine. That was my right. graduation gift for my parents. It was a fucking Foreman <laughs> grill. Coming at you. Hey, were you. Were you already moving out for sure? Yeah, and I have a. Okay. And they also Sorry. got me a signed Jonathan Taves pocket. I'm like, sick. That was, <laughs> that was my graduation gift. So. Oh, God. Preparing you for a living alone. That's great. Yeah, there you yeah. go. <clears throat> All right. Uh, so I, I'm drafting for need again. This probably would have been my first pick, to be honest. Uh, I'm taking a blender. All right. Yeah, that's not bad. Fuck Good choice. Good choice. Are you, are you are you taking a full size blender though, or are you taking like a magic bullet blender? I'm taking a full size blender. I'm full a size blender. massive. Right. I'm a massive smoothie guy. I'm a, I'm actually smoothie over coffee in the morning. Good kid. Oh, okay. yeah. So I I need my blender. So I'm glad I got second round value here. Massive. Like like this is the Niels Hoglander of the draft here. Right. Like, <laughs> we are thrilled at the draft table. Yeah. What uh what kind of blender are you working with here? Uh, actually, don't know. I, I think it's a Black and Decker. Oh, Ooh. all right. We're going with okay. old reliable yeah. there. Yeah. yeah, but like the, the Ninja bullshit or any of this. This no, no, no. I, I, I go top shelf. Okay, top Good shelf stuff. all the time. Good Great. stuff. All uh, right. <clears throat> see, I am a coffee guy, and I love my teas. So my next one is the electric kettle. Yeah, nice. Love because it. like, yeah, yeah, like fucking. If I ever want to make tea or anything like that, I found out that different tea steeps better at different temperatures too. So this like electric kettle lets you know the temperature of the water, so I can just like specifically oh, steep my teas and my coffees and everything. So yeah, honestly, that's huge. I feel like Sam, uh, Samuel Jackson and Pulp Fiction is like, ooh, look at the gourmet shit from yeah. Rath there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> right, right, right. Exactly. One hundred ten percent. How about the how about being the young kid that like when. This happened to me when you first finally realized that they weren't always electric tea kettles. Like they used to be on stovetops and made and that whistle sound. at you. Yeah. Oh. When you first heard that, you're like, the fuck? Yeah. yeah. And just you gets louder and louder and louder. And yeah. then next thing you know, you have tinnitus. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> okay. I'm going up. For, I'm going to round out the goats category here. Uh, I'm shocked it's even on the board. All of the basic bitches are going to be with me on this one. And I'm one of you if you're listening. The milk frother, the Nespresso brand milk frother. One button, everybody knows the rules. It's easy. You fill it up, push a button, it's done. I've, after I saw what other Nespresso machines use and what coffee shops use, where you have the handle and the dial and you got to actually steam the milk. No, no, no. Child's play. Thank you for that pick. All right. I don't know. No context. A very unique pick. It also looks sleek and futuristic. Like if you didn't know, if you weren't an espresso guy, you'd probably be like, fuck, I don't know what to do with that. Like it's kind of intimidating like that. Yeah. Can you show us your milk frother? 100%. (laughs) (laughs) Man, how was that not a sexual term? I don't know. I don't know. (laughs) There we we got the official Nespresso frother. Aerochino, I think it's called. The one button, that's all. Interesting. There you go. (laughs) Thank Thank you. 
my last one, rounding out the goats, the fridge. Mm-hmm. How are you? Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Fridge, when you're yeah. feeling sad and you just want to eat your feelings, the fridge is always there because you just open it up and see all your favorite snacks. It's the most useful thing. It keeps everything alive. Without the fridge, you're eating fucking canned shit for the rest of your life. So there you go. The fridge. All right. Mm-hmm. Have you guys ever had a moment like growing up where like a power outage or something with your own house where like the fridge stops working and your family's like shit and with the freezer where you just got to start eating things? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's actually hilarious. <laughs> eat all the ice cream. It, it's it's yeah. like one of the only times you ever eat strawberry ice cream is you get like the like the yeah, yeah. Neapolitan Neapolitan. ice cream. It's like, well, I guess we got to scoop strawberry now. It's going to go bad. <laughs> yeah. like that was honestly like, it was like a purge moment. It's like a purge moment in your house. Like, there's no more rules. Like, if you see something, cook it. If you see something, eat it. Like, it's awesome. Yeah. Yeah. Love it. There you go. Love that's that. why I'm up. Yeah. yeah, last one. That's good. Uh, oh, yeah, I, give I, me I was popcorn just... maker. Oh, that's a good one, actually. Yeah. Like, we can Man. just put, like, the individual kettles into it and then just pop it that way. It's Movie so theater quick. popcorn. Don't need to do the microwave one because, again, microwave is an overrated thing. So you just yep. move straight <laughs> past that. Yeah. And, uh, well, yeah, popcorn maker. So, Vic, I, I'm getting the sense that uh, my microwave pick is kind of like <laughs> me drafting Neil Yakupov number one overall. Am I in the ballpark there? Dude, it, it's an all-time bad pick. Like, <laughs> you're the owner and like, okay, so if you remember, like, Daryl Cates really wanted Neil Yakupov. It's like, you really wanted a microwave and we're all like, that microwave is not very good, man. Like, it, yeah. fine. You enjoy it. You needed Ryan Murray. Like, you needed, like, you needed, the, like, the refrigerator early. But you, you're lucky that you got it. Later on in the draft. There you go. Love that. Nice. All right. I will give you guys the option to veto this one if you don't think it's technically considered like an appliance. Because I guess with appliance, I'm thinking like electrical stuff. Uh, The Brita water filter. Okay. Yeah, my mom has So now now we're starting to get into the not plugged in things, eh? Yeah. You got to have have filtered water, man. Or it's like even like if your fridge has like filtered water or something like that. Yeah. All right. Okay, I'll be completely honest. I'm so lost. Are we doing three picks each? Yeah. Were we? I guess so. Fuck. (laughs) What the fuck? (laughs) I was so zoned out for a second because I said like, "Okay, I'm gonna wrap up the goats," and then you guys each did another round of goats, and I was like, "What the fuck?" (laughs) Yeah, dude. We only did two. Josh didn't get the memo for two, so I think we just rolled with it, dude. God damn it, (laughs) Josh. Okay. There's only one team at the draft that's like so unprepared. Yeah. <laughs> their time comes up and they're looking at each other like I thought you were making the pick <laughs> and then, Kevin, what are you talking about <laughs> can they take Nail Yakupov at first overall like, yeah. leave McDavid on the board yeah. <laughs> oh god okay well that's fair I'll j- raffle I'll allow it and I've and with on protest a little bit I'll dig in a little after this but in the moment I'm going to allow it okay love that okay uh, okay, so I got a. I'm gonna my my optional pick my uh my bench guy. I'm gonna go with it, the instant pot, uh, big instant pot guy. And I will actually admit, like I'm gonna I'm gonna shit on my own pick a bit. It's a bit of a bitch to clean. Like you're cleaning a big pot every time, even if you're making one chicken breast. But yeah. I think like the fortunate thing about me is that my girlfriend uses it, and I don't really use it because I just get to eat the food she cooks. So I'm I'm living pretty really. Where do where do slow cookers and pressure cookers fall into this category? What do you mean? Do you guys, do you guys use those by chance? Just, instant yeah, pot just I got me thinking don't. about it. No, okay. 
I needed a pressure cooker the other day to make dinner, and I didn't have a pressure cooker, so I just used a what's it called? I just simmered my food for a really long time. Uh, I'm definitely a basic guy. Yeah, yeah. All right. I like pressure cookers though. Like for me, we 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 do it like the 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 family size things of chicken or salmon, whatever it is. And if you're if you're a person that freezes your food, like I we could cook frozen chicken breasts now in like 20 minutes. It's crazy. Yeah, like true. boom, science. Uh, got a Jamie right. Dodd update for you guys. Sorry to break up the draft here. So, okay. uh oh, uh, he says he's opening his DMs. So there you go. Nice. There you go. Done. All right, All right girls, we're first in line. Lay off. Okay, <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna kick us off in woes. Real quick, are we doing two or three? Just we're, so we're, we're doing two votes, just so everyone's on the same page. Just <laughs> sorry, missed that. Okay, uh, first vote. Sorry, Raph, the fucking air fryer. And Number I'm, one. Not, I'm not denying the potential, I just hate the people that come with it. Every person that I've talked to that has an air fryer, they are, they think they're better than everyone else. It's Dude, like, that's just- it's like, that's just that's just the meme right now. It's, it's like when the it's like when the Prius first got released. Everyone's like, "Yeah, I drive a Prius. It's more economical." It's like, "No, you're just a loser. No one gives a shit." No what do you mean? It's just like air fryer. Okay, hear know. me out. This this shit's gonna roll over. It's just like when Teslas first came out. It's just like when AirPods first became a thing. Everybody thought there was like this hype around it. Everybody who had them was so snobby, and it's like now it's just the new norm. You give it six more months, air fryer. Everyone's gonna have one. No. I yeah. used to buy into the air fryer train. Josh, you're still on the microwave train. Get out of here. I'm pretty sure it's on like a Reddit <laughs> stocks page somewhere. It says buy buy air fryer, dude. Yeah. That's so awful. <laughs> it's awful. Uh, All right. So I, I, I'm drafting a rice cooker. Oh, really? Yeah. So I, why? I, I think part of it is ignorance. I'm not sure how I know how to work mine. <laughs> okay. Um, so but you have every, one too. every time I try to use it, I don't think it cooks it very well, and I can just do it just as well on the stove. Yeah. Okay. All right. Okay. You cook your rice on the stove? Like, like in in, in, in a like pot? a pot? Yeah. That yeah. blows my mind. I've never done that with rice. I use the rice cooker every time. I, I just feel like it never cooks it well in the rice cooker. It, it might just okay. be mine, but I, I'm always frustrated. Well, in like the sense it's too dry, or it's like undercooked, or like what's the deal? Uh, it's undercooked. Okay. Gotcha. Oh, that's weird. Okay. Um, <laughs> fuck you, Elijah. I hate the soda stream. Oh, you're the worst, <laughs> dude. You're the it's, absolute worst. It, it this is this is just me because like I love soda water and I like getting like cans of soda water, but the soda stream for whatever reason is just not the same. You know what I mean? It's like the difference between like bottled water and like filtered water. They're the same thing, but they they're still different. Like you can notice the difference between the two. Yeah, they just slap differently. Yeah, I know. Exactly. I know what you're saying. I don't, and it's loud and annoying too. And you have yeah. to recharge it anyway, so it's still wasteful. You don't have to reach. Well, yeah, it's just a CO2 canister. But yeah. I would say the benefits that I was woke to when I started getting it was, dude, I can make soda. Like if I'm feeling real cheap, I could bring the bottle of vodka and I could fill up like one or two soda stream things. And as long as the lid's on it, dude, it stays fresh for like four to six hours. Like we are, we are bubbly at six hours. Right. After a couple hockey games, I'm still like fresh vodka soda. Don't need the neutral. I got it myself. All right. All right. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Oh, I'm I'm up after that defense. Fuck. Okay. Uh okay. So first pick for the votes. I'm going, I'm I'm going against Bick here. I'm going the neutral specifically the neutral bullet RX, the one that I have. Because after moving out and my grandparents giving it to me, I realized that it just wasn't as good as my previous one. And then I started digging. And I started finding out that there's like this 
this like news trending thing in the states where they apparently they just blow up sometimes and there's like a giant class action lawsuit against it <laughs> but but i really don't want to buy a new blender so i'm at, like i make smoothies like three times a week and i'm terrified every time i use it like uh-oh <laughs> every time it makes a weird sound I'm like oh shit you take your life into your own hands there yeah this is how it ends it is yeah <laughs> all right the next final destination yeah. <laughs> uh the last one for me the fucking can opener I've never been over to anyone's house being like, yeah, like they're like, yeah, my can opener sucks. Like everyone hates their can opener. And yes, there's like the rich people that have the electronic one. Fuck you. You're, you're just as bad as the air fryer people. It's like, I don't really give shit about the can opener. I don't know. I can't stand it. I hate mine. You buy one brand new. It lasts like four cans and then that's it. And then it's done. Something four comes. cans. Yeah, I don't know. Where are you shopping for can openers? Why is it such a massive <laughs> uh, in your life? Dollar store. Dollar store. Amazon, too cheap. <laughs> <laughs> Bro, I, I've had the same can opener for like 10 years. How is this a... I, yeah, I'm, I'm floored. You got to be on my side, man. I know I made a comment about your shiny head, but come on. You <laughs> it's, 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 it's a twist mechanism. How is this so difficult? I, it's dude, too complicated. For a can opener. Dude, I too complicated for him. Personalized yeah. video of me running my can opener, and you will deal with my struggle. With it. <laughs> it seems I, like I, meat club hand, just like completely ruining a can. I, I get like the electric can opener. Um, yeah. But uh, man, that's wild. Are you I guys? Is everyone in here woke on the two different ways to open the can? Like two different directions you can go, vertical and horizontal. What? Yeah. Did you? Are right, you guys all woke on, on this? the can opener, right? No, it's it's you can do the same with the same one. I was okay. my mind was blown. I was showing this like two years here. I'll, I'll be right back one second. Oh great. <laughs> now pausing. Right I'm, I'm in the kitchen. I already got it all. So, <laughs> creamy, creamy tomato soup. What's up, Camels? So, the simple way that everyone thinks, you go like, fuck. You go can opener on top, but you can also, you can go like can opener on the side. Fuck, no way. It's on the camera. Yeah, you can do that, and it works. That's nuts. Blew maybe, my mind when I did that. Maybe you start trying that, Josh, with your can yeah, opener. And I, I, your life. <laughs> part two a try, because part yeah. one that Elijah showed, I'm like... I just don't get hungry at that point. I'm like, fuck this. I'll have something. Yeah. Well, what I was going to say is that if you, if you, you can't switch different angles with the same can opener. Like if you designated the vertical one, you can't then fuck around and go horizontal with it. Yeah. 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 It doesn't do that. Like, yeah. You have to buy into like one. Yeah. Way or the other. It gets its groove going on the, on the one way. All right. There you go. Love yeah. that. Uh, so I'm going food dehydrator. Uh, okay. Only oh. because as a kid, we had one, and I never understood its use. And I've, like, <laughs> vowed. It, it, like, took up too much space, and it takes too long to, like, what, get dried fruit? Like, no, I, I'm out. I, I never okay. I never want to see one again in my life. There you go. <laughs> I love that. It's what's your, what's your address? I'm going to give you a, a food dehydrator for Christmas. <laughs> I live in uh, Coquilla, man. That's, that's pretty much as far as I'm going to give you. There you go. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> love that. Raph? Uh... My next one is the toaster oven. Fuck the toaster oven. Long live the air fryer. That's Fuck. all I have to say. <laughs> double down. Yeah. Double down. Dude, you, you, fucked my whole, you fucked up my whole flow, dude. You what stole you that shit bar for bar. <laughs> Sorry, buddy. I didn't have a backup one for this one, but I could, I could dig it. 
Um, <laughs> we'll look around your oh, kitchen real quick, see what you hate. I already know. What I'm, gonna, I'm going back to the to the basic bitch while I'm helping you guys out again. I'm siding with you. Any kind of drip coffee machine, because I'm an espresso guy exclusively. Yeah. I won't drink drip right. coffee anymore. I'm that I'm that bitter about it. Cheers to that. Yeah. Thank that. you. You're you're as pretentious as uh, as air fryer owners. Yeah, yeah. Cheers. <laughs> Don't you dare come at us like that again. Yeah. Dick. Those, those start that Starbucks crowd that has like the half sweet almond milk, so like no whip, half whip. I'm that guy. I'm part of that crew. Frothing your milk at the same yep. time as your man. Oh, <laughs> your yes, dude. God. Yeah. All right. Is that it? That's oh, it. that was that was it. That was the wrap. Fuck. <laughs> no, you're not ready. <laughs> Here I was. I gave such a big wrap up for the goats, and it wasn't even the wrap. And then this happened to me right in front. Fuck. <laughs> Off my game. Okay. Well, Bick, we can't thank you enough for joining, man. A, a whole hour with us. I uh, I can imagine the stress is through the roof. Imagine <laughs> maybe just the the angry sweats coming through at this point. I mean, uh, it's, it's, especially you can tell because I'm bald, right? Like, yeah. <laughs> wait, wait. Can I ask you something before we let you go? Yeah. Do you do you save money not buying shampoo but spend more money on body wash? Or like, what's oh, the deal with that? We had this conversation before. Yeah. We? Uh, well, I obviously, save money on shampoo. Yeah, of course. Do you oh, spend yeah. more on sunscreen? Uh, no, actually, I, I like seldom ever wear sunscreen. There you go, dude. You're lucky. There you go. Lucky I, melatonin, baby. Yeah. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Okay. Once again, thank you, Bick, for coming on, man. It's been great. Hope to hear from you again. We'll do this again soon. For sure, man. Anytime. Uh, you know what? I'm I, just I, so I, heated because of what, what you're telling me because I, I do not want to live in a world <laughs> in a world where a craft dinner is the fucking substitute to a good macaroni. You're putting powder. No, no, no. Mac macaroni, as you call it, is a substitute for KD. God. Oh my God! Go to go to Italy. If you crack ask, open some fucking no, 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 no. If you ask any Canadian, would they rather have macaroni or KD? They will tell you KD is the best. It is superior. It is the fucking national treasure, and it is the greatest dish in Canada. I'm Mason Dixon, a Habs fan stuck in Leafs country, with my co-host Corey, a southern beauty trapped deep in the bayous of Louisiana. With over 2,500 kilometers of separation, we still managed to come together to give you Habs Nightly, your hub for Habs content. While I don't know what a kilometer is, I do know Habs hockey. Don't let the 10-year age gap or distance fool you. We bleed Blue Blanc Rouge, and we're known to serve up hot takes along with our unique charm. Join us every Monday and Thursday for Hockey Talk, Ref Rage, and your daily dose of Southern ignorance. Only on the Hockey Podcast Network. Katie is the superior macaroni and cheese. Get the fuck out of here. You put um, ketchup on your fucking macaroni, you nasty kid? Yes, I fucking do. This has been Habs Nightly. You guys have a great night. What's up, guys? Once again, thank you to Mason and Corey. Now, it sounds like the same ad every time, but they literally record it. This it's They're recording it separately every time. We actually bring them and we fly them into Vancouver to record it live at my house. So thank you to you guys. Thank you to the Air Miles cars for putting in the work. We love it down there at Habs Nightly. 
Um, other than that, Josh, hell of an episode, Raph. Oh, yeah. Great time. <laughs> One of my favorite things about this entire episode was Josh never ended up changing his name from Jewel Pod Gertzen on the screen. Wait, am I able to do that? Oh, yeah. Every right, time I think it's when you, you can change it. Yeah, right <laughs> when you enter the room, it'll ask you, like, change your name, huh? Yeah. Vic was probably looking at you like this fucking loser over here. It's just coming in with this yeah. kind of name. Hey, I, had, you know I like the name. I'm down with it. There so. you go. I remember I had my my name when we were doing the Sabalski interview as Grease. And like he, I just remember that I he said Grease yeah. too. He was like, I have to do a podcast with Josh and Grease. I was like, fuck. My one chance to give him give him my name and I fucked it up. Yeah. There you go. Oh well. <clears throat> okay, guys. So that was episode 21 of Stick and Ring Podcast. Uh we will be back. Sunday, Monday. No, you're going to be listening to this on Thursday. So if you're listening to this on either Thursday or Friday, I'm telling you, get in touch with me. I need your email to put you in this DraftKings contest. And I'm even working on a little bit of a giveaway here to add some extra incentive for those. I'm trying to make maybe make it a little lopsided, or not lopsided, sorry, the opposite of lopsided, evened out a bit more. So if you hear about it, Thursday, Friday, get in touch with me. I'll put you in there. And other than that, promo code THPN. Once again, help us out and tell your friends about it. And Raf has a special special message before we, we uh, leave off here, right, Raf? Love you all. Thank you so much. And Elijah, I just want you to remember one thing when we're talking about sports. Facts don't care about your feelings. Thank you so much. Have a good night. Oh, harder, baby.